Hits a little different uh, this week, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Ah, Toby Keith, the legend. Always great uh, bumping back in with a little Toby Keith, the, uh, the late great Toby Keith. It's an opening day Thursday right here on The Rep, hanging out at Caven's Group today, your local remediation and mitigation emergency experts when it comes to the following. Water flooding your business, fire damage that you need cleaned up, stat, mold affecting the environment for your customers or employees, crime incident uh, that you need cleaned up so you can get that business again back open, uh, the emergency board up uh, services after a break in or a vehicle hitting your business 24 7 365 cabins group ready to help you with your business emergency the entire state of oklahoma from norman ardmore tulsa and stillwater they got you covered norman and okc that number to call 405 573 3048 in Tulsa, 918-282-7612, online, com, And uh, we've been telling you, uh, check out Chris and the, the roofing crew. Uh, check them out. If you have storm damage from this past year but you haven't had the roof inspected, you, you really need to do that quickly before that uh, insurance clock runs out. So uh, give and Chris and the roofing team are awesome. Are we ready for the top five stories of the day? We are ready. Let's do it's it. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Exit 107 off I-44. That is Newcastle Casino, where real gamers, R-E-E-L gamers, go to play. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 at uh, the wonderful Newcastle Casino. Big story number five. Let's hit it. Number five. Gino Oriema, 1,200 wins in his career. Is that is that amazing or what? That's insane, and just another legend of girls basketball, man. He's been doing it for such a long time at UConn. Has had so many uh, great teams. He said something that was pretty interesting, uh, actually. He said, let's see here. So, 1,200 wins, okay, makes Oriema just the third coach in Division One basketball history to reach 1,200 wins, okay? The, he, he joins former Duke legend Mike Krzyzewski, 1,202 wins. So he's going to surpass Coach, coach K here uh, in short order. Uh, Stanford women's basketball coach Tara Vandeveer has 1,206 career wins. Let's see here. It has he's been the fastest to get there, uh, reaching this milestone in 39 seasons. Coach K coached uh, 47 years. Vanderveer is in her 45th season right now. But here was uh, the interesting quote from Coach Gino Oriema, and you tell me if you take anything from this. Quote: I could probably say with a great deal of certainty that. I'll never be number one in wins. I don't think that'll happen. I'm still going to enjoy my wine, and I'm going to sleep good tonight. What do you What do you What do you take from that, Josh? Does that sound like he's going to call it here pretty soon? I mean, isn't that the reaction? It, I mean, yeah. is he telling us he's going to retire? It does sound like that. He, yeah, there's been a lot of seasons 
uh, for him in girls college basketball. He's in a good group, a good category with Coach K and uh, Vandeveer for Stanford. And basically he's saying uh, Vandeveer I don't think uh, is stopping anytime soon, and I I, I don't think that uh, I'm going to keep going, and I don't think I'm going to pass. So kind of uh, interesting. That might have been uh, a little nugget that Gino shared with us. But all the same, a uh, uh, what a milestone. 1,200 wins is it's almost unfathomable. To coach 1,200 games is uh, is pretty pretty amazing in and of itself. To win 1,200 is, is just crazy. Well, I think it's tough for some of these coaches that have been around the game for uh, so long. I wonder if NIL is playing a part for him to call it here pretty soon in his coaching career because it does make it hard on coaches when it's a little more difficult uh, to recruit because he kind of had it easy at UConn, was able to get really good players uh, to come in and play for him. And now he's got to deal with stinking Kim Mulkey <laughs> yeah. down there at LSU, uh, buying up all the talent out of the transfer portal. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if that was a, a factor. What about uh, big story number four? Number four. College basketball, that is men's college basketball. Last night, the uh, top 25 board from uh, yesterday. Tennessee, nice win over LSU, 88-68, as they march toward uh, perhaps a top seed line. They're 17-5 and five right now, ranked number six, 7-2 and two in the SEC after the win. Probably they're going to be on the top two seed lines, you would think, right, the way this is going? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You would think so. I think I think they'll they'll be up there. That's a really, uh, really good team. They're racking up some wins as of late. They picked up a really good one against uh, Kentucky last week. Purdue's a no brainer. They're definitely going to be a one seed. Uh, Connecticut, they they've got a pretty good chance, right? And uh, maybe a couple of uh, Houston, Houston got a good chance yep. at a one seed. Uh, Tennessee, they they probably they got to go on a little bit of a run here. They've already got five losses, but. Uh, interesting. Duke, uh, no problems last night with a not good Notre Dame team, 71-53 there. Michigan, uh, this is a a shocker. This has not been a good Michigan team at all. And and they beat Wisconsin, who uh, up until, well, the the loss versus Purdue was right there toward the top of the Big Ten, had a chance, uh, I mean, still does, but has taken uh, a couple of, uh, you know, punches to the gut here in terms of a Big Ten regular season championship with these recent losses. But they were upended last night by a Michigan team that that was their eighth win in Ann Arbor last night, 72-68. to 68. Yeah, Josh, just another crazy night in college basketball. Michigan was the worst team in the Big Ten heading into that game. They're still tied for last uh, in the standings in uh, the Big Ten conference. So, yeah, that's that's just wild. And then you had Providence beat Creighton at home in overtime, so another top twenty-five team uh, goes. It's a good down. win for OU. Very, very good for OU. That that helps that helps OU with Providence to keep on winning. And then the other would be uh, the Iron Bowl turned basketball, where Auburn uh, defeated home court over Alabama, ninety-nine to eighty-one. Wisconsin's lost three in a row now at Nebraska versus Purdue, and at Michigan is a that's a. You know, the other two probably would have, I mean, obviously liked to have won at Nebraska. But uh, Purdue, okay, you know, you played well, lose to them. No harm, no foul there. But uh, the Michigan loss, is, is that's not a good one at all. 
Yeah, you just not, can't you can't do that. You can't go on a three game losing streak, especially if you're one of the top teams. You want to play playing your uh, best basketball, and that's not what Wisconsin is doing right now. How about big story number three? Number three. OKC, okay, uh, the NBA trade deadline, two o'clock, is uh, when we'll hit the official trade deadline in the NBA. And uh, OKC, we wondered, right, were they going to be any kind of aggressive? And you tell me, uh, how aggressive is finalizing a deal for Gordon Hayward? Yeah, I think Gordon Hayward's someone where if he's fully healthy, I think he can do some nice things for this uh, Thunder team. And he bring in a a veteran guy like Gordon Hayward who's been around the league uh, for quite some time. Man, I was a big Trey Mann fan. I was hoping he could get some more playing time uh, with the Thunder in that rotation, so I hate to see him go. But I- I'm okay with it for Gordon Hayward. I still think the Thunder need to get a uh, big at the five spot to move Chet to the four. I mean, it doesn't look like they're going to do that right now, though, do you think? Yeah, I mean, not they- right now. They've got uh, a couple of hours. I mean, is there a final splash maybe for OKC? Do you think they're working on it? Can't count Presti out. He's going to find a way. He's still got some time to if he wants to bring in – Hey, an athletic big that we've been talking about. I know Thunder fans have been wanting that. Oklahoma City uh, trades Trey Mann, as you mentioned, uh, Davis Bertans, and I thought there were some picks involved too. Were there not? I I, I didn't see any in that. In so that it's tweet just those two. I, I think it's just those two. Okay, so I must have mixed up one of the other trades. Okay, well, uh, I thought that they had tossed some second-rounders their way, too. But anyways, OKC has uh, grabbed Gordon Hayward, uh, according to sources. I guess it hasn't been totally finalized yet, but the the expectation is it will be. Hayward averaging 14.5 points, 4.7 rebounds, 4.6 assists this season for the Hornets. He hasn't played since December 26th. You mentioned that earlier, Connor, because of a left calf issue. And uh, that's been an ongoing concern, not the the calf issue, but just injuries in general. He's played 52 games or fewer in each of the last five seasons, just 25 games that he's played and started this year. But uh, the hope is, right, he'll get back, be healthy before this thing's all said and done. He's making $31.5 million this season, the last year of his deal, and then uh, would hit free agency this summer. So this is an expiring contract. Yeah, and that's the thing with Gordon Hayward. He's really having a hard time just uh, staying fully healthy, and you got to be able to get some games uh, out of him throughout the season and his – he just hasn't really been playing much, but when he's effective and he, when he's on the floor, he can do some nice things for you. Buddy Heald on the move as well. Buddy Heald from uh, Indiana to the Sixers. What do you make of that? Yeah, I like that. The Sixers need another three-point threat, and that's exactly what Buddy Heald uh, gives you. We've been saying this for the last probably few seasons now of Buddy Heald's career. Man, if you put him on a, uh, a contender – if you surround him with guys that are really good, man, Buddy Hill can play his role, and he can shoot the ball from three. He's still a really good three-pointer in the NBA. I'm happy to see him find his way to a winner. And uh, obviously, Joel Embiid, right, just underwent the knee procedure. The The expectation is he'll be back, and uh, let's hope that Embiid comes back and comes back to an MVP caliber type of play that could be a nice little pairing i like that landing spot 
Yeah, I, I love it for Buddy. Good spot for uh, Buddy Hield for sure. I know he's been getting thrown around. He's He did some good things for uh, the Pacers, but I think he'll be even better for the 76ers. So that uh, part of the NBA trade deadline rumblings that we wondered if it was going to involve Oklahoma City, and sure enough, lo and behold, it did, Connor. Let's hit big story number two. Number two. We uh, opened uh, this uh past hour the 10 o'clock hour if you missed it you can find it on the podcast talking about the the report out there from george stoya and uh, i believe eddie radosevich as well joined uh, andy andy staples those guys on three guys so they joined uh, andy staples on three podcast and at any rate the ou tennessee game came up and uh, basically stoya reported that uh, oklahoma in some former fashion based on the conversations that he's had with admin from this past fall that they plan to honor josh heupel to some degree uh next september when tennessee comes to norman and i think that's fantastic yeah it's great for him great for OU football to bring him back and just honor him uh in a way josh we were all over it in the first hour but He's a guy that gave you a national championship in that 2000 season. He led the way for you at quarterback. I know things didn't work out uh, toward the end of his OU uh, coaching career as an offensive coordinator, but it's still pretty neat uh, to find a way to honor him when he makes his return back to Norman. And uh, with us as well in big story number two, uh, Oklahoma women's basketball, nice performance, did what they needed to do as uh, this one goes yard for Oklahoma. Another bomb for the Sooners who uh, grab an 8 to nothing lead over Utah Valley. The, the Sooner women, women's basketball last night, a nice little win over TCU. Let's talk more in depth on that on the other side. Also, Skip Johnson and uh, Oklahoma baseball along with uh, several players meeting with the media yesterday we'll share some of that audio with you as well as we are entering diamond sports season it's begun elsewhere as of course we hit big story number one one number one number one big story number one uh, off the bat again and uh, it was gone eight to nothing the sooners leading utah valley the season opener here in 2024 uh, this not uh, a shocking result so far, Connor. Yeah, bats are alive. Offensive attack early on for OU softball. Uh, no surprise. Pretty cool to see Nicole May on the mound to start the game for uh, OU. But you can already tell from top to bottom in this lineup for OU, uh, very dangerous early on in game one. Canine bop. Alert. Canine bop. Oh. Out to left. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, softball. See you later as uh, we are – airplaning into home plate after another Sooner home run. It is now 9 to nothing Oklahoma over Utah Valley. This uh, is, uh, I think, uh, trending run rule variety. Yeah, this game could end up very quickly, and then you'll get prepared for uh, Duke, which I think we know, Josh, that's going to be a uh, much better game and a test for Oklahoma early on. I guess uh, I could tell you it's 9 to nothing top three by the way, uh, for Oklahoma after the back-to-back home runs here for the Sooners. Nobody out uh, here in the top of the third. Duke, uh, as you mentioned, uh, later this afternoon, that'll be a 1 o'clock start time there versus the number 9 Blue Devils, so a good test 
and then uh, Washington coming up. We'll have that game for you. The uh, radio side for Washington on Friday night, 8.30, first pitch. And then uh, Saturday, that game uh, will be right here with us on the ref as well. A bunch of people asking, hey, where can I listen to the softball game? Soonersports.com. They've got uh, all of the information over there on where you can uh, listen to the game. Of course, you can watch right now on uh, Flow Softball. The uh, Sooner women, they got a big dub last night. Uh, Took care of business is how I would describe it. Let's hear from Coach Ginny Baranchek next. Plus uh, Oklahoma baseball. Well, let's let's just round down and say we are one week from getting the season underway. How does Skip Johnson feel about his group? We'll share it with you next. It's the Plank Show. These your top five stories of the day, presented by Newcastle Casino. As we are hanging out today from Cavens Group, right here on the Rev. Back with you here, final hour of the Plank Show on this very joyous opening day, and uh, I, I do mean joyous for Oklahoma Sooner softball who is uh, putting it on Utah Valley right now as we speak, where you can watch along on Flow Softball and uh, all of the listening information, Soonersports.com. Of course, uh, the Friday date versus Washington, you can listen to right here with us on the Ref Radio Network. Saturday's uh, Sooner Softball contest as well. But 9 to nothing right now, the Sooners lead. It is top three, uh, runner on first, and uh, nobody gone as the Oklahoma offense not wasting any time firing on all cylinders. Hey, we are at Caven's Group today, hanging out at our regular Thursday haunt. And Caven's Group, they uh, they can help you in a number of different ways when uh, you might find yourself or your business in a time of need. They're your local emergency response environmental group that is big on community and always giving back to Oklahoma every day in every way. Uh, I know, and I probably the numbers, Gary, I apologize if they've already ballooned beyond this, but I know over the last several years a half a million dollars that Caven's group uh, has given back to the, the community of Norman. That's an amazing number, so they really do they give back to the city of Norman, to the state of Oklahoma. And uh, when you're thinking about, hey, uh, who's going to help inspect our roof or we've got a water issue that's popped up at our business, the first call that you need to make is Cavens Group. That is uh, 405-573-3048 in Norman and in OKC. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Water, fire, mold, storm damage, uh, you name it. They can uh, they can help you for sure. Let's go to the phone lines, shall we? Where Bama Tom is checking in. Bama Tom, good Man. morning, good afternoon. Hey, good morning. I was in uh, Norman this week. I had 21 cases, so uh, I got to clearly hear your broadcast, which was nice. Um, did you hear about the Bama baseball coach? Can you believe that he was actually manipulating his lineup and letting the the bookies know what he was going to do, and then betting against the tide. Man, that's like worse than Pete Rose ever. Yeah, it's it's a really bad thing, and uh, it's a really bad thing. Yeah, I just uh, I just don't. And they even have know. a good I mean, baseball program down there, so I don't know why. He, you know, I guess he's just a kook. But uh, man, you got to tip your hat to Patty Gasso. What a she's John. She's eclipsing Saban, and now she's going into the John Wooden type category and arena. Just. Winners are impressive, and she, her husband volunteered at my alma mater, Bishop McGinnis, and I think 
volunteer coach those girls to a state title or runner-up. They're just an impressive family, she and her husband, just really good people and very, very impressive. Um, hey, do you guys think that the three-point line is ruining uh, basketball, and do you think that in college and pro, the basketball court should be expanded and made a little bit bigger given the size and athleticism of these players? What do you guys think about those things? I don't know that you need to expand the court. I, that, that idea had actually never occurred to me. That's kind of interesting, right? Bigger, stronger, faster. I, I don't know. I mean, to me, keep things, for the most part, the way they've been. The three-point line has changed basketball in, in a big-time way. And obviously what Steph Curry has done, that you know, there's there's been uh, great shooters before, as you know, Steph Curry. But just in recent memory, what – his prolific three-point shooting has done really on every level of basketball now is uh, is different and in some ways not for the better. Uh, I've, right. I think, shared this uh, on air on several occasions that, uh, to me, I still like college basketball a little bit more than NBA basketball. And the right. reason being is I feel like it, uh, and, and it will fall into this trap as well, Tom, but it's less just a three-point shooting contest as the NBA is. A lot of times right. now it's space the floor, it's up and down, and it's who can hit more threes. And that's right. an NBA basketball game. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, though I maybe didn't know it at the time growing up, I kind of miss the Tim Duncans of the world, right? Yeah. Somebody that can go have that type of effect on a game. We don't have as many of those, and they're not valued as much. No, the other thing is I'll be the first caller to say I cannot wait spring football this uh, new pro goofy league i'm just uh i feel like a depraved um crack addict i just i need my football and so what i'll do is i'll watch the spring football then i'll watch reruns of old games and then i'll like go into hiding and wait for my safety word to arrive in the mail (laughs) and then you've got uh summer practice and then go it again but really football if you think about it it's sad it's only really like a 90-day sport really september october november and then it's basically done except for the playoffs so uh college anyway, football great. especially right yeah. it, it just goes yeah. by yeah. so fast my my fiance tom would tell us well wait a second football <laughs> as far as she's concerned football goes on too long there's too much football it's a long season right no, we're still not we're, enough I agree. Not I've been enough. trying to make explain it, this to her. A, make it a hundred team playoff and a hundred team March Madness, and just make it year round and just go nuts and just inundate us. Um, and you know, on NFL rosters, have each team be able to load super load seven quarterbacks on each team. I'd love it. <laughs> anyway, roll you. tide. God bless you. Go Sooners. I'm out. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate uh, the phone call. From the 918, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, make the ball bigger, the hoop smaller, and the height of the hoop taller. There's the solution. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think you change uh, basketball at all, despite you know, guys being more athletic. And I don't know about the three-point line. I love the three-point line. And you're right, Josh, about college basketball. It's not compared to the NBA. You see more three-pointers in the NBA. And luckily in college basketball, you still see some uh, old-school bigs, and you still see teams dominate uh, in the paint. So I don't have, well, a pro- look at, I don't have a problem with the three-point line. Look at two of the 
better teams. I'm not going to say best teams yet. I probably could for Purdue. KU, I, I do think is, I mean, look, they're not going to surprise anybody if Kansas makes it run to the Final Four, but look at two of the best teams this year in college basketball. You've got Zach Eady at uh, Purdue. You've got Hunter Dickinson at Kansas. Yeah, two old school bigs that they they don't shoot. Their job is to be down low, protect the paint, score down low. And you can say the same thing. I'm go- going blank on the name, but the guy for UConn uh, last year that helped them lead or lead them to a national championship. That's another old school uh, big time big. Can you imagine how good OU would be if they had Hunter Dickinson? Or bring back Spangler, <laughs> get Spangler well, back. Spangler with Hunter Dickinson, <laughs> yeah. we might might win the whole whole thing with those guys. Yeah, when you watch the lack of bigs for OU these past few seasons, it it makes you miss uh, Ryan Spangler and what he did uh, for that team. A guy that just knew his role and he was a rebounding machine. Spangler, the rebound wrangler. <laughs> yeah, from uh, the. Land of great nicknames. So uh, we mentioned it uh, before the break, but now we're, we're up against it. I do want to hear from Coach Ginny Baranchek. When we return uh, victorious last night over TCU, just real quick before we hop to a break, it, uh, you know, look, it's a team that you needed to beat, right? But, Connor, they went out and they got the job done. Yeah, and they rack up another win. Josh, now they're on top of uh, the Big 12 Conference, and they're just playing so good uh, lately. I mean, picked up that win uh, on the road against Texas a few weeks ago. Uh, You win in Bedlam. Yeah, you're just racking up wins, and they're playing really good basketball. The Southern contest, it's like, did that even happen this season, <laughs> right? What what happened in that game? That's a, a long time ago now. They've been playing really good basketball. But let's hear from Coach Baranchek when we return, plus Skip Johnson, Oklahoma Baseball Media Day as the, the Sooner Baseball Squad right here, your flagship station for Oklahoma Baseball. And the Sooners, let's call it a week, a week until first pitch. Let's hear from Skip as well. It's the Plank Show right here on The Wrap. Back with you right here from Cavens Group. It is the Plank Show. Cavens Group is your local remediation and mitigation emergency experts. When it comes to the following, water flooding your business, fire damage that you need to get cleaned up fast to get you right back into business, mold that's affecting the environment for your customers and employees, 24-7, 365, they are ready to help you with your business emergency across the entire state of Oklahoma, from Norman to Ardmore to Tulsa to Stillwater, you name it, Cavens Group, they are here to help you. 405-573-3048 in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. If you're looking for an Oklahoma softball update, well, here you go. Bottom three, the uh, Sooners leading Utah Valley Nine to nothing, uh, Connor. I repeat, nine to nothing. Uh, Cassidy Pickering, a freshman, started in right field today. Uh, no big deal. Opened uh, her collegiate career with her first at bat, a grand slam. Yeah, great way to start the season for OU. Five run inning in that bottom of the second uh, for the Sooners. As you expect, they come out and uh, dominate Utah Valley early on. Now I wonder if you get someone else in the circle now for Nicole May or let her go uh, all the way, get her some uh, pitches in in the first game of the season. That is correct. It is, in fact, a 
May Day today for Oklahoma softball. This is kind of interesting before we uh, before we talk a little Oklahoma women's basketball. Their win over TCU last night. Uh, how about this? Wisconsin coach Luke Fickle tells ESPN, this is via Pete Thamel, by the way, that he hopes his best friend and former teammate Mike Vrabel can be around Wisconsin this year in an informal role. Uh, apparently, uh, Fickle planning on inviting Vrabel up to observe part of spring practice and then, quote-unquote, we'll go from there. That, that would be something that would be big for Wisconsin to get, to get him in there to uh, help out in any sort of way he can. <laughs> the first uh, response is great from a Penn, Penn State fan. Translation, we need all the help we can get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, last night, Oklahoma women's basketball, they got the dub over TCU. Ginny Baranchek, her opening thoughts. Well, the first thing I just want to talk about is just give a shout-out for the T-shirts made today. So Jay Betts is part of our um, BSA student group on campus, which is our Black Student Association, who created this shirt for us. So it's always fun to be able to um, have the worlds combine, whether it's a student organization with athletics. So really proud to be able to wear this shirt and to be able to honor it on National Women and Girls in Sports Day. So that is the kind of the first thing that – um, I would love to say. And then I was really actually proud of us for gutting some things out. I thought we really, uh, we didn't necessarily have the balance. We created some really cool opportunities, I felt like, in the second half. Um, and part of that credit TCU because obviously they're going through a lot of different things. Uh, and at the same time, I thought today we, we focused a lot just on execution. And sometimes you got to win in different ways, and I feel like we were able to do that today. Sooners victorious last night over TCU again uh, as we discussed a little while ago Connor 72-55 the final OU uh, OU able to get the victory over TCU 15-7 TCU but uh, felt like a game that Oklahoma needed to take care of business at home and they did just that yeah especially with a team like TCU that had to get walk-on players to kind of fill the roster and some of those walk-on players actually played for TCU uh, last night but still hey, a really good win for OU at home man it's now seven in a row for Jenny and uh, her team they're playing so well uh, they'll get Iowa State uh, Saturday that's in Ames and then turn back around and play uh, Baylor at home on that next Wednesday that'll be a top 25 matchup so, yeah, really good basketball for the OU girls right now. Skylar Van uh, led the way last night with uh, 17. Man, she's someone that's really been leading the charge offensively for OU. Peyton Verholst also uh, had 14. Uh, Kirsten Johnson with uh, 11 points, 8 rebounds. So, uh, yeah, uh, nice performance last night. Skyler Van has uh, been playing some really good basketball of late. Knocked down both of uh, her Attempts from beyond the arc last night finished 7 of 12 from the floor. And, uh, look, the the harshest critic is typically the head coach and the players themselves. And after last night, uh, Coach Ginny Baranchek said, you know what, we actually shared the basketball better than we thought. Well, I was just laughing, and then my thought didn't get complete in the locker room. But none of us really felt great. And then you look at... We had 22 assists to 12 turnovers. We feel like crap. And we've had that reversed. We've had that number reversed, mm. you know. And we're like, okay, well, we're getting closer. But, um, you know, you have 38 points in the paint. You have 
there were some really good things. And, you know, sometimes when you get to the place that you're at, especially in a February, especially today, you're at home and you feel a certain way, you start nitpicking and you stop enjoying. And I think that's one of the things that we did a little bit is we started getting a little bit too much nitpicky on certain things instead of just enjoying playing. But then you also got to see the shift. We had some really nice passes. We had some really nice ball movement. We had some really nice things in the full court and the half court uh, that was fun to see. You got to see even Beatrice and KJ play off of each other. You got to see us, you know, have Peyton bring the ball up and Vea can run the wing. You know, you got to see different things. And so I love... I love the versatility this team brings because we can still find some of those fun, magical moments, even when we're getting a little bit where we feel like we should play a certain way. And ultimately, they uh, can feel good about what happened last night, 72-55. But that, that's, that's just what it is, Connor, is high standard, wasn't all that great, weren't taking care of the basketball, and all of a sudden uh, you look up and the – first of all, you assisted on 22 of your 28 – made shots and oh by the way you turned it over 12 times which you'd like that number down right that's probably still a little bit too high i'm sure for coach jimmy Baranchek's liking but it's not a, a, a complete rash of turnovers and 22 to 12 is a, a nice little number assist to turnovers well that's what stood out josh is the assist by ou 22 that is uh, really good in college basketball. That's a lot of assists off made baskets uh, for Oklahoma. And Tot and Verholz combined for nine. I mean, I love the way Tot runs the offense for OU. You can tell she's a point guard that uh, doesn't look to score first. She shares the ball with others, and uh, she plays a nice role for Oklahoma. But overall, uh, just a really good win. And, yeah, they shared the basketball so well last night. Coach had uh, some nice things to say about Sahara Williams, uh, one of the – Freshman bigs for Oklahoma had uh, nine points, three rebounds last night in just 14 and a half minutes. So nice uh, production for Oklahoma. Had some nice thoughts there. But the important thing, hey, the Sooners have won seven straight now, 72-55. And the road ahead, well, it's off to Ames on Saturday. That will be a 6 o'clock tip-off there before they return home. Big one uh, next week. On Wednesday night, it is the pink game inside the LNC. Six o'clock tip-off for that one as well. On uh, what is uh, well, do you know what Wednesday is, Connor? What is that? Well, <laughs> you're not you're not off to a good start. It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh man, oh man, that is sneaking up on us, Josh. Yeah, yes, it uh. is. Uh, the pink game on Valentine's Day. Uh, gotta be, sure gotta to, be better than that. Gotta be better than that. That's consider all. Consider this. Consider this your warning. That's okay, a pass. For, That's a pass. This is your warning for next week. <laughs> uh, OU baseball uh, media day, by the way, uh, was was uh, yesterday as well. And Skip Johnson opened with, uh, well, he sent out the the tweet that was very heartfelt. Uh, one of many coaches and folks, uh, players, former players, that uh, you know, either player do coach at Oklahoma that had warm thoughts about uh, Toby Keith and remembering and that's where Skip Johnson wanted to start yesterday yeah I'd, I'd be remiss not to say uh, something about Toby Keith to start this thing with because what he meant to me and what he meant to our baseball program is very important and the stories I could tell him loving the Dodgers and uh, um, him calling me after a game and talking for an hour about the game itself, uh, uh, he was a big mentor of mine. 
He's one of the reasons that I'm the head coach of the University of Oklahoma, um, and I'm going to miss him. Our baseball team is going to miss him. The University of Oklahoma is going to miss him, and the state of Oklahoma is going to miss him. So I'd be remiss not to start to talk about Toby Keith because that's how important he was to me. I get kind of emotional talking about it because, you know, he was that kind of person. So uh, uh, what I said yesterday and on the Twitter deal, uh, he never thought of uh, himself before he thought of others. It was really big. I mean, he, uh, um, he breathed life all the time. And you could talk to him about just about everything in baseball or life itself. And so uh, uh, um, he's going to be missed. Pretty uh, nice tribute from Skip Johnson, uh, Oklahoma head baseball coach, who, again, on the Twitter deal, had uh, had shared some some nice thoughts as well. But uh, I thought uh, a classy gesture from Skip to make sure to open uh, while his really this season by uh, paying tribute to Toby Keith. Yeah, very classy, and Toby impacted so many people at the University of Oklahoma. It wasn't just OU football. The dude was, I mean, around so many sports, baseball, basketball, at so many basketball games. But, yeah, he's an Josh, just an Oklahoma legend. He could tell he meant so much to uh, people around this state. Well, that was interesting what Skip said there, too, that he felt like Toby's a big reason why he got the job. Yeah, I know. That's, that's awesome. So, uh, and uh, – that you know they uh, you know would would talk about games and that Toby Keith had had a genuine care for how he and the program uh, were doing so uh, just uh, just so sad this week but uh, Skip Johnson uh, and Oklahoma baseball they get underway a week from tomorrow what did Skip say about uh, just his team itself we'll share his opening remarks on the 2024 season when we return one final time on our portion of the ref airwaves today Josh and Connor back one final time from Cavens group next one final time we are back been fun hanging out uh, the last couple of days Connor appreciate your help as always my friend Appreciate your help. Uh, it is it's, the, it's been a fun week. It's been a fun week. And you said that with such honesty. That, that <laughs> warms my heart. <laughs> warms my heart. Uh, the Plank Show, we're back one final time from Caven's group. Thank you to Gary and the crew, though. Gary, uh, as we found out earlier, he is uh, down in Waco. He's training, uh, the, getting, getting the latest and greatest for Caven's group on, uh, on mold testing down there in uh, in Texas. I can't say the great state of Texas, but he is in the state of Texas. And, again, Caven's group, as we always say, plug it into the phone book, 405-573-3048, Norman and OKC, Tulsa, 918-282-7612, where uh, water extraction, fire, mold, uh, storm damage, crime scene cleanup, Caven's group, uh, they got you covered across the entirety of the state of Oklahoma, from Norman to Ardmore to Tulsa to Stillwater. What does uh, Skip Johnson think about his 2024 squad? Here were his opening remarks yesterday. Talk a little bit about our team. Through the fall, we got a lot of new guys, a nucleus of our whole outfield that's back. Um, uh, up the middle of our field is, is, is back, except for our shortstop. You know, Jay Nick's back, uh, uh, Carmichael's back. We have some relievers that are back. We have Jamie Hitt on the mound that's back. Spikerman in center field that's back. Uh, through the fall was really a development thing for us. We, we really work on development of uh, who they are and as men. And we work on their game uh, day in and day out. Um, 
Uh, and then we kind of work on the team aspect as we go through it. And we have a lot of new guys this year. The pitching staff's fairly new. Um, we have a new addition to our staff, Todd Butler. He's a new recruiting coordinator. Um, it's going to be a uh, should be a fun spring. We'll see how it starts. To, uh, we've had a lot of rain, which is good for two things. It's uh, good for our turf. Uh, we got new turf this year. It'll it'll help compact it a little bit. And it's good for deer season next year. So uh, uh, we we always enjoy uh, looking at bighorns. And so uh, uh, you know, going through the spring. We've really worked on uh, just trying to build those guys up, get them game ready, trying to get those guys uh, feet underneath them, uh, you know, uh, build the pitchers up as we go through. We're in, they're on their uh, uh, fifth inning this week. We started them with two. We've been going the last two or three weeks, and so the starters are built up to five innings on a pitch count, and then we've been throwing the relievers once every two days and trying to get those guys going. And we've had a little bit of injuries off and on, but nothing really uh, substantial at this point, which is great. And just see if we can go into next Friday healthy and kind of get after it. Love it. Next Friday gets uh, well week. If we're saying next Friday is tomorrow, the week from uh, Friday, it'll be, it'll I, be I, I love, baseball. I love the it's deer season. We always look forward to right seeing in the middle, big baby. horns. Yeah. He's great, isn't he? He's he's as good as he gets. Skip Johnson, pretty awesome. Well, uh, speaking of diamond season, uh, probably what you expected: Oklahoma softball versus Utah Valley. It's a laugher right now, baby. Thirteen to nothing. That's going to do it for us, Connor. Uh, appreciate you for Cavens Group. Thank you so much for having us out. Uh, Plank will be back, we think, with us uh, tomorrow. I'm expecting him to be back. Until then, everybody enjoy the Sooner softball beatdown on opening day. Everybody, so long.